So before we get into this episode, I just wanted to quickly intro it and do a little bit of a voiceover as to why the episode's as long as it is. So due to time constraints, we haven't had the time to sit down and do the newer style of episodes that we would do where we'd review Leicester and preview Middlesbrough separately and then also do a separate video for the new signing. We start speaking about the new signing and the Borough game around 11 and a half minutes in, so if you are only interested in hearing about those two things, then feel free to skip to that point. However, if you also would like to hear our thoughts about Leicester, then you know what to do. And I'll give the, the limelight back to past Jay and myself, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Terriers Talk, and in this one we're going to be reviewing Leicester City and then also previewing Middlesbrough. Um, we're also going to touch on the new signing whose name we have got here, Delano Bergzog. Uh, I know he said in his interview it's Bergzog, something like that. That's actually quite good, that. Um, but we're just going to call him Della, as he said in his interview, uh, is his preferred nickname. Uh, it's more the kind of old format that we used to do, kind of doing a preview and a review in one episode. However, that is literally due to the fact that we're recording this at 7pm on Thursday, so it'll go out when you're listening to this, probably either midday Friday or in the evening. Anyways, I'm waffling. Let's just get into it. Leicester, what's the kind of overall feeling that you take from Leicester? Frustration. I think we, on the on the whole, played very well. Um, there was a lot of encouragement to take from it. You know, there's a lot of positivity you could take from it. But conversely, there was a lot where I know Huddersfield Town fans hate to hear this phrase because of our previous manager. But on another day. Uh, Ian Atcher could have had a hat-trick if he had his shooting boots on. So it's it's one of those, and that's the championship. You know, you can you can play really well and you can lose 3-0, or you can, you know, you can you can burgle a 1-0 victory. So it's 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 unpredictable as to what's gonna happen. But I think as we said in the preview, this is probably the best time to play, to play Leicester. Um and it was a good gauge of where we are uh, compared to Premier League quality, Premier League players, and with a, what is now a Premier League experienced manager. So, yeah, definitely a lot of frustration. Um, however, there's a lot we can take positively from that. Yeah, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think, for me personally, I don't know if this is the same for, for you, Jay, and the same for you listening at home as well. Um, I felt more frustrated coming out of the Leicester game than I did the Plymouth game, simply because Plymouth, we, we were at the races, we were nowhere near our best, we just didn't look on it from minute one to minute 90, it was just, it, it wasn't a, a proper showing of what we can do and what we, we know we're able to do. Leicester, I don't think was there yet, I don't think that was what Oldersfield Town kind of will show all season. But it was more frustrating in the sense that there was elements there, and for the large part of the game, Leicester didn't look like scoring. They were on top, and they weren't like you could tell they were a well-driven side and stuff. But they they didn't look throughout the game consistently like they were going to come away with this with three, four goals. It looked like it was going to be a really scrappy. Either way, somebody's going to snatch a goal, or it's going to go down as a draw. And I think that was the more frustrating thing because there was just for example, the Helic chance, great yeah, chance, massive chance, as you say, on another day, goes in. And it's just one of them things where we're on the wrong side of things at the moment. And I think that's just one of them things that, like you just said, comes with time. And th- there's two sides of it that you can look at. 
Uh, there's two sides of the coin. There's the either side of it's frustrating. We've started poorly. Three losses out of three. Conceded seven. Scored three. Three. Honestly, yeah. that side of the coin, you look at it and you go, right, that is poor. That is every word that you can think of that goes along that same saying. However, then you can also look at the flip side of that and go, we are three games into the season. We've played probably two ends of the table. You're expected champions and a team that before the season were expected to be um, in and around the, the relegation battle. And that's no disrespect to Plymouth and that's no over-the-top respect to Leicester. That's just the way that the table lies and it's how people have been predicting things. Yep. There's a lot of time to improve on that. There's, what, 44 games left of the championship season? So there's so much time for us to go and now improve on that. There's spells that you can take from both games that are promising. And I think that's something that Warnock will be telling them. Um, obviously, Leicester was an improvement from Plymouth and then the next thing is is Borough. Um, that's not me leading to Borough. I think we've, we, there's a lot more to touch on in this game. And I think one of the big things that, that I wanted to touch on that, that shocked me a lot on Saturday before the game even started was just the the way that we'd set up. Um, I think, well, we both said that we expected it to be a five-back. Um, oh, yeah. It was to be quite resolute in that. And we started in a four, and that's something that I don't think many of us expected, um, to say the least, is it? Because with a four, you kind of expect to be more going at a team than a five would be. So what were your kind of thoughts on it really, Jay? Well, um, I, th- I think it's it's quite entirely situational, but as as we said before, I expected us to sit back in a five, um, you know, Hoggy and R- Rodoni just uh, above them. And when we did get the ball, we could... Trans, uh, we could, yeah, we could be quite smooth in our tr- transition up, up the field. You know, we could have Sorber as a wing back, and you know, go up the field, go down the field as a unit. Um, yeah, I was quite surprised, but I don't think it hindered us that much, to be fair. And I, you know, personally, I think it's it's quite positive that we can use both systems because if Warnock, in his completely encyclopedic knowledge, can implement both systems into our side and we can play okay with both systems, then that's a win-win because you've got some teams who will live and die by one system um, and play football in one way using the same formation and they won't know anything else. You know, if we can use different formations, different four five backs, whatever, and use our, our you know, we've got a lot of defenders. If we can use them to, to their complete strengths, then I don't see it being negative whatsoever. No, I agree with you there. Um, I think it it's helpful both in the long and short term, the short and long term, uh, wrong way around. But, you know, you look at somebody like Rodoni, for example, who's played in so many different systems, played in so many different positions now that whoever comes in next year, while he'll have his preferred position and he'll want to play behind the striker, will also be able to play in those different roles and it goes, right, okay, Mr. Manager, whoever that may be, goes... I can play on this system, this formation, and it means that we can then potentially look at spending money elsewhere because somebody else they they could they're comfortable in that position. Um, something that I've I've really liked from Town as well in the past few games, and I think it's something that was mentioned in the press conference today was the fact that we're pressing really highly. Um, and we've we've Crazy, done that in all three games. We've done it against Plymouth, where obviously the Ara chance. There was the um the Harrod goal against Borough and then on Saturday yep. there was the Karoma chance where 
Uh, keepers try to play out from the back. It goes to Karoma. Uh, he fires a shot away, and it. it I think he saves it uh, off the top of my head. It's it's really promising to see us break up that first phase of play from from sides and look to disrupt that and get high off the pitch very quickly because, you know, it it builds on that and then obviously it puts a lot of pressure on on defenses. So it's something that I've really liked to see and I think that's something that Warnock's drilled into them because there has been a lot of it so far this season and you know having strikers like for example Ward and Harrett and even like Idiara Yuridoni who will press very doggedly and will not leave. Um, defenders alone only is positive for us so I'm, I'm really happy to see us doing that um, and I think again we I'm going to come back to that um, kind of thing about coins and, and on another day chances I think Helix chance before half time that goes in game completely flips on its head and we're, yeah. we're sitting talking about this game massively different and it's it's one on another day but then on the vice of that uh, Mavadidi's chance and gone out Nichols yeah Nichols um, I'm unbelievably surprised because yeah. last season that does not go in. Season no. before that, he saves that with his eyes shut and he's turned around, you know, because he was the best goalkeeper in the league and we're thinking Premier League quality. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of them. It's just one of those days, isn't it? It's very cliche and we hate saying it on here, but it is one of those days and I don't know. On another day, I hate saying it. I, I couldn't say it. Um, it. It doesn't go in. But maybe that's just a sharpness thing. Maybe that's a confidence thing. Or maybe he's just he's just having an off day. Um, I don't think there's much more to say because we know how much of an unbelievably valuable asset Lee Nichols is. I think he's one of our most prized assets. I think we'd be stupid to say he wasn't because he is. Um he is on the whole a Premier League keeper. And I I'll you know I'll stand behind that because what he did for us when we when we nearly went up and even towards the end of last season and the start of last season was absolutely incredible. So I think there's not much, you know, you can't really read much into that um and kind of slate him. I think he knows I think Lee himself is his big biggest critic. I don't know him personally, but seeing his body language and seeing how he acts when he does make a mistake I think it's very clear to see he's not happy in himself and you know we we know what he's like he'll work his backside off to you know make sure it doesn't happen against Borough I think as well on the on the flip side of that as well he made a really good save late on um, when they had a counter attack I think yeah. it was three, yeah, yeah. three less players in the box he makes an incredible save and it's it's one of them where it probably is just something to do with confidence or sharpness, but it comes back to that where if he'd played more consistently towards the back end of last season, does he save that? Is it just a case of confidence? Is it so many things that you can sit and go, is this, 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 is this, if, 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 and we can, we can sit back and forth all day about it. And I think it's one of them where, you know, it's happened. He's, he knows that it's a mistake. Mistakes happen, move on. Yeah, We've completely. lost one to Leicester in, something that before the game looks a very respectable result. It's frustrating. It's a very Marmite game because you can look at it in those both ways where it's, it's really poor start to the season or there's elements where we've been really good in all three games and you kind of go from there. Um, and we'll do it chronologically. I think the best next thing to speak about is new signing before we, we speak about Borough. Um, just again, to, to try and improve my Dutch speaking, Delano Bursoch, something like that. Beautiful. We've got, we got with that. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, well, yeah. 
just from his from his interview, excited to play for the club, good history, delighted to be here. Uh, Dell is his nickname, excited to play in England, feel that's similar to the Bundesliga, wants to bring flair, likes being in 1v1 situations, wants to give assists and goals. Um, it moved quickly, did some research, good club, warm club. Uh, very excited to be here, excited to make the Huddersfield family nervous but ready. Initial thoughts, Jay. How are you? How are you feeling about the signing? Here we go. I'm 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 happy because it's another body through the door. And no disrespect to Tom Edwards, who I think's been pretty solid since he's joined, and Chris Maxwell, who has played a few minutes against Stockport. I'm sure he's a great keeper. Um, no disrespect to them. It's a signing that does get you off your seat just a little bit more than the other two. Um, I thought the <laughs> the announcement video was quite was quite good. I think we've um, upped our budget for transfer announcements. Renting an Aston Martin DB7, which wow, okay, fair play, Kevin. But yeah, great. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't. I've never heard of him before Tuesday. However, what I've watched, what I've seen, and most importantly, I think what he said today in his in his press, uh, you know interactions with the media and stuff like that through official, you know, the club social page, uh, media pages, all that jazz. I'm really excited because I think we all know, every single Huddersfield Town fan knows we need someone that could take on a man and score goals. And if he, you know, if it does what it says on the tin, then sweet. You know, I, I think it's quite positive as well. We've got a option to make the move permanent as well. Yeah. Um, I think coming from coming from a Bundesliga side, you've clearly got to be a decent footballer and you just got to hope for Town's sake and for his sake as well that he can make that happen. Yeah, uh, I mean, they signed him on loan originally. This is um, from a quick Wikipedia bit. I think they signed him on loan and then they signed him permanently and he's not really done much for Mainz, which, you know, it's a difficult league to break into the Bundesliga, yeah. you'd yeah. expect. Um, but like, like you say, it's, it's promising signs. From videos, he looks very good. Obviously, videos you can manipulate how somebody looks and and change. All well, the look at yeah, there. look at all the Dear Carby compilations because that didn't work. It's one of them where you can <laughs> both sides, but it, on on the face of it, looks really, really interesting. And it looks like somebody that's gonna come in and and be good. And I think that's something that we've needed. Um, I think ideally we get maybe one more forward in because he can play anywhere across the front three. So that offers. Cover for obviously if we stay in the four three, Karoma, Sauber, Ward. Obviously we've got loads of striking options, but it also then means that maybe Harrick can go out on loan or something like that. It means that Rhodes might now get the chance to leave if somebody comes in for yeah. him with the right offer. So it opens yeah. options for those players up. I'm I'm happy with it. It looks it looks good, but obviously we could we've got to wait and see um what he's about in in, in an actual game because obviously we can sit and talk all day about highlight compilations, but like you said. Adama Diakavi will be at next and back. <laughs> we've all, we've all know what happened with Diakavi, and I think that's that's the end of that. And whether he'll be ready for for Borough, um, will be yet to be seen. But we said something about international clearance, so it might yeah. be he might be ready, he might not be. But that's one of them. Middlesbrough, uh, you've got written here sit twenty fourth in the championship. Who who'd have thought Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough? I mean, they've already beat us this season, so I don't know why I'm saying it like that. But who'd, who'd have thought Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough would be sat in 24th at the start of the season? It's It's been a poor start for Borough, hasn't it, Gio? It's crazy, isn't it? Because I remember very, very well sitting 
at home and watching their playoff semi-final second leg against Coventry and thinking, right, these lot, these lot are going to go up. Um, a few months later, they're down with Huddersfield in a relegation as well. Not relegation scrap, but they're in, the, you know, they're in there with us, which is very, very surprising because what Carrick brought to that club and the personnel that he, I think, you know, had revitalised and brought in and really got the best out of. They're failing him so far, aren't they? Um, got written here. It was a one. I think it was a one nil loss to Millwall yeah. on the opening day, and then in the early kickoff against Coventry, three nil, three nil loss. Um, it's not a good start. And God, Town versus Middlesbrough relegation six pointer. <laughs> I honestly don't know how this one's going to go because you, as a town fan, if we do uh, go away on the wrong side of the result, it's three losses in a row and it's looking a bit bleak. But I think if there is a game to kickstart our season, it is completely this Saturday at the Riverside. 100%. I think you can then turn that on its head as well. Borough need to get something home. Same crowd. for them. Yeah, yeah. Same be, for them. Riverside's going to be on their back and obviously if they lose, then that's a completely different thing. But Borough haven't scored a goal yet in the league. Um, they've just signed uh, Emmanuel Latte Laff from Atlanta. Five million quid. Great name. Great name. It's a great signing. There's a lot of money. Obviously, that's brought in, uh, helped by... Uh, tube wrap on moving away which is a massive massive one but he hasn't played yeah. in the championship this season i don't think he played in the uh, in the carabao cup against us so nope everybody kind of knew that he was going to move away it's a big loss but equally if they've they've invested well then they've invested well and it's it's the ideal time to play borough um going off farm anyway but they're, they're a great side or they were last season and you'd imagine they'll they'll start picking up farm and once they get that first goal on the board then they'll start flooding in and same with points once that happens they'll start um moving forward so it's it's a weird one and i think it is probably the best time that we can um play borough and it's it's a massive kickstarter for them and it can be a massive kickstarter for us so you've we've we've got to go into it not all guns blazing but you know warnock will be looking to get a result there against his former side um you know things ended quite sourly with warnock and middlesbrough if i remember correctly yeah, so There'll be that added uh, factor of going back to the Riverside, back to his former employer, and having that kind of sour taste in his mouth. So, we're very interesting to see, kind of, how he gets reception, how his reception is at, at the Riverside as well. I agree. Also, I think this is going to be by no, you know by no means is it going to be an entertaining game of football. I think it will be very very scrappy. It will be two teams that really need to get their name on the board. Or else, as I said before, you're looking three losses in a row, and you're thinking, "Oh God, here we go!" There's, you know, another long season. I think the departure of Tuba Rockpom to Ajax for ten point five, ten and a half million pounds is expected because, you know, you're thinking last season if they don't go up, he's he's a goner. Um. I'll miss seeing him in Darlington Station, but that's for another day. That was a weird experience. Um, but yeah, to spend half the money on another striker is quite something in the Championship. They've also signed former QPR goalkeeper Sani Dieng, nearly two and a half million. 
I think they signed a left back from Udinese, I want to say. I couldn't uh, tell you. Yep, yeah, I think so. But we know what quality they they bring. You know, they've got they've got some great players. Isaiah Jones, I'll say that again. Matt Crooks. Uh, you know, really dangerous players. So yeah. by no means are they going to lie down because I don't think any Borough side will lie down. Um, great stadium, great fans. They'll be up for it. You know, they'll, they'll be behind them every every step of the way. But I really think this is one game where we have to dig in and win at all costs. I think it it might be a performance reminiscent to how we performed at Millwall away last season, where you just win at all costs. You put yourself behind the ball. Doesn't matter how much of the ball the opposition have, but you come away with a one nil win. You know, a two one win. Really scrappy. No one cares because it's happy days. Three points and we're up and running. So it will be interesting to see because I think you got two teams, albeit different squads and you know much different experience last season. They're in the same position now, and that's that's all that matters. So yeah, we'll have to see. I think I, I'll be I'll be going up this weekend, so I can keep an eye. Don't think you'll be there, will you, Ben? But no, I won't be now. Shocking, shocking. Um, but no, it, it, in all seriousness, it's it's one of those games where I don't think anyone's really looking forward to, it in a sense. But it's 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 got potential to kickstart our season. Hundred percent. Um, it's it's a weird one as well because they they've got such a good squad. Like they've got a really good squad. Michael Carrick, an excellent manager. Um, you know, even some of the names that you didn't mention, um, Riley McGree, Morgan Rogers, um, Sammy Silvera. Like they've got a talented da- squad. Daryl Lenehan, Tommy yeah. Smith. Paddy McNair, Payero, the Hackney, there's, there's so many good options, and it's it's one Crazy. of them where you've got to look at and and on paper you've got to say that it, we've got to kind of play a scrappy game, but then equally you look at the flip side of it, and God knows how many times I've said that this episode, looking on the flip side or the other kind, either either or, you know, we've we've got to then kind of look at last season's result. We've eaten four four two, was it? Four two. Four two yeah. at the John Smiths under Warnock. And we didn't we didn't play and kind of hold out a result there. We were, we were very much on the front foot. So, you know, it's it's yet to be seen how I will line up. And is there somebody that I'm going to pose this question to you like I did against Plymouth and I don't think I did against Leicester, but is there someone that if Town are going to get a result, you'd, you'd look to and say if X has a good game that we're going we're gonna to have a good result? I think, generally speaking, you immediately look at the back four or five, whatever we play. But just going off last game, in most situations, I thought Diara was very, very good. And he's a player who, yeah, I think if he does turn chances into goals, we will, or even, you know, good passes into, into very good passes and even assists, we will do well. Because I don't think there's a player at the club who, when get when they get the ball, the fans are excited as much as they are with Diara. I think against Leicester, it was quite evident that if we were going to progress forward, because Leicester, Leicester did leave a bit of space, um, you know, go, 
going back in, in, in their defence for us to run at. And, and we did a few times. When Diara did have the ball, we, we did look threatening. I think he got a few shots away. Others didn't come to fruition, but he's very young, so that's expected. But yeah, to answer your question, you know, I'll put it quite long-winded, but yeah, Diara. Just to touch on that, I think Diara's... Diara's brilliant, but he's equally as frustrating as he is brilliant just because there's such a good player there. There's so many elements of an absolute top talent. And that's not me saying he isn't a top talent. He is. He's he's literally a final product away from being a lower-end Premier League player. And I'll say that with my entire chest. He he is there or thereabouts already on the ball. It's just as soon as he starts scoring, getting assists which will come with time. That's that's the big thing. It's very much a case of time on the training ground and just experience. And we said the same with Sauber, um when he first joined the club. The first six months of Sauber were were underwhelming at times. And then he started getting assists. He started putting himself in those chances, getting them chances and creating stuff and looked a completely different player. And that's just what being in and around this environment will do to a player, especially a younger player. So, and especially under Warnock as well. What having Warnock as your manager, I don't think there's well, there's probably better managers, but Warnock is one of the better managers for this, where he will improve a player. And Diara, I think, fits the mold of that. Um, just the big one is obviously his contract situation. I think it runs out at the end of this yep. year, so it's yeah, kind of it a does. case of he's got time, but how much then time do you give him before? somebody else comes and looks at him like Kamara has had with Udinese this year. So it's it's a bit of a difficult one, so we'll have to wait and see. But I think somebody else that I'd say that we're going to be looking at, um, if they are to have, well, if Townie to get a good result, if they have a good performance. I said Sauber last time, and I think, again, Sauber will be a big player. It's, if they do start this new left-back, I think it changes things completely. But I think it's been... Hayden Coulson, I want to play. That's been playing left back at the moment for Borough. So if Saba can get at Hayden Coulson, then I think you can definitely get him behind and and cause him a few issues. And as well, I think the same way with Rodoni as well. I think Rodoni's gone a bit unsung so far this season, but he's been yeah. he's been all over the pitch, and that's something that I really like to see out of Rodoni. Obviously, it's not his preferred position, but he's he's playing there very well. So he he's been impressive, and you know. If we are to get something good, I expect Rodoni to probably be involved in some way, whether that's being breaking up the play in the first instance or playing a pass or scoring the goal himself. Who knows? Um, score prediction, Jay. I'm I'm gonna get, give that question to you two games in a row. I know it's it's hit you a bit off guard. I can tell, but what are you saying for for Saturday? Well, no, the off guard was just me confirming whether I was right about that new left back. It wasn't Udinese. It was a uh, Sikleberg. Which is Norwegian, Danish. I think. But Danish, Norwegian, yes, something like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, bit of a correction, but no. Score predictions. It's a horrible question, two, isn't it? Especially when you've got two teams who have not hit the ground running whatsoever. But two one. Uh, two one town. My heart wants to say. My head wants to say two one. But uh, two one town. Two one town. Great away day, nice away day, away win. I'm lying to myself. Yeah, two one. I can I can see it being two two. I think both of us get a point on the board. I think it's going to be one of them games where just one side gets a half and the other side gets a half, and it's very much like that where 
somebody will go in leading at the break and then there'll be an abundance of goals in the second half or other way around. Um, but I think that wraps it up for us um, on this episode. Um, like as well as we said at the start, if you do prefer this kind of longer format, as I'm looking at the time I've been recording, it's almost half an hour. So if you prefer this kind of longer sort of format where we review, where we review and preview and kind of give you a timestamp of when the review starts and this, that, the other, um, let us know in the comments and um, on various social media platforms because obviously we put this on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. So just let us know um, what your opinions are on that and let us know your score predictions as well. And we shall see you next week at some point, hopefully discussing Town's first win of the season away at the Riverside. Thank you for watching or listening. Um, and as always, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that pizzazz. And yeah, we shall see you next time. Thank you for listening.